Hello and welcome to Ambassadors of Quan, the 90s movie podcast where we revisit and review movies we loved and hate from the 1990s. My name is Brett and this is my co-host Justin. What's up? And we're just two guys that grew up with these films and each week we're going to pick a film, dissect it, discuss it, and see if it still holds up decades after its release. Justin. Do you want to tell everyone what we're reviewing this week? All right. So it was House Party, March 1990. Kid and Play, Martin Lawrence. It also had Gina. That's probably where they met. Gina, yes. All right. So I'm going to play the trailer here, and we'll be back in just a second. My pops finds out I got in trouble in school today. I'm definitely going to be on punishment. Ah! Uh, there's a party tonight at Peter's house. Can I go? You're not going nowhere. Every little step you take will be around this bedroom tonight. Did you hear anything about a party tonight? Uh-uh. At least not any good ones. Hello, Tawatha. Do I feel like being bothered with Tawatha? Hello, LaDonna. Woman, woman. Woman. Yo, baby, looking real good. Step off. Scandalous. Kick it, Pop. What you got to say now, punk? How much more trouble can I get into? Hey, Eraserhead. Look, I'm in prison. Just do me a favor. Don't pick up the soap. Wait till I find him. I'm going to kill him. Yo, y'all, look who fell into the gig. Hey, this ain't Soul Train. The two finest women in here. Now, how could a man choose? He better choose right. Okay, so where were on our way to? The house party. What? The house party. Jay ain't going to that damn party. That's all to it. I don't give a damn what you say. You're gonna make me a social misfit. Kid decides to go to his friend Play's house party but neither of them can predict what's in store for them on what could be the wildest night of their lives. All right, so, Justin, what do you remember about back when this movie was actually out, either in theaters or the first time you saw it? Okay, so I for sure didn't see this in the theater. When this came out, I had just seen my first movie ever in the theater, which was Batman from 1989. Yeah. So, I yeah, I definitely missed this in theaters. Too young. But it's one of those movies that, as I was growing up, it'd be on in the background. I never really watched it all the way through. When I watched it this time, it was almost like an entirely new movie I'd never seen. I think I knew Kid and Play from, I saw, what was it called? Uh, Class Act. Class Act. Yep. That one. Yep. I think that's the one that I knew Kid and Play from. I, did, I never really remember classic original. Well. Um, a little bit. I remember the guys, like the badass's name was Blade Brown. Yep. And for some reason, they had like the same transcripts or something. They got mixed up. Everyone was afraid. Um, yeah. afraid of kid for some reason. Yeah, right. that was the whole thing. Right. And that when we when we first went to review this, you thought we were going to be watching Class Act. Yeah. You had them kind of like mixed up. Well, you know what's funny is I did too because when when I watched it, I saw some scenes in this that I thought I'd remembered from Class Act. I was like, wait a minute, I thought that wasn't. Or maybe all these movies are just so similar. They have like a lot of the same storyline and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, it was it was sort of it was sort of bothering me that they had a kid and play in two different high school movies. Yeah, playing obviously different characters. Right. Then right. I remembered, you know, they, they had Tommy Boy and then Black Sheep, and then I don't, I don't know. I right. guess it was kind of common. Right. And then, then there was also like two more House Party movies with Kid and Play in it. Yeah. So like, I think they did another one in like '93 and another one in like '94, '95. So yeah, it'd be easy to get them all mixed up because I'm pretty sure a lot of the same characters are in all of them. The bullies are in all of them. Um, like even God, class, dude, I think the, same the bullies, bullies are already are thirty. Dude, they're already thirty. Like, what the hell did the bullies look like by the time the third oh one comes around? 
I know. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so my history is very similar to yours. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. Um, since you threw out your first movie, my first movie in the theater was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's pretty cool that we both saw like super pop culture movies that would like stand the test of time as our first ever movie. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't just some garbage. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, like my, my first ever movie, dude, Mystic Pizza. Like, yeah. that fucking suck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know if you would remember it if it was shitty. Like maybe we only remember the first good one, but I, for sure, Ninja Turtles was my first. Um, it's a pretty, pretty much the same history. I saw it at some point, either on VHS or like on HBO or something like that, or, 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 you know, a replay on TV. It's the first time I saw it. So, but I was pretty young. I remember seeing it. Um, I had an older brother and he, like, I remember he liked house party and that's probably how I saw it for the first time. And he's like six years older than me. So it makes sense that I probably saw it, you know, around seven, eight years old, something like that. So, um, but I remember liking him when I was a kid. Like I liked house party. I thought anyway, I know I loved class act cause I had seen that a million times. Um, so going into this movie, I don't know. I had a kind of a nostalgic feel. I kind of knew what to expect, but same as you, it, it was a new movie. I had to figure out, you know, I mean, it's not a, it's not a deep plot, but I didn't know anything about like the characters, um, you know, like the dad, um, I don't know. I just didn't know the plot. I didn't know exactly who all was in it. I'd forgotten Martin Lawrence was in it before I watched it. So yeah, it was like watching a movie for the first time. So if you want, I can go into a little bit of the trivia, like stuff you probably didn't know about the movie. Yeah, before yeah, we right. get into doing the review. Uh, so. Yep, go for it, man. Yeah, and this time, uh, compared to our last podcast, which, by the way, I want to apologize. Our last two podcasts, the audio has been completely shit. But I have I have high hopes for this one. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, the audio, hopefully, issue has been fixed. Uh, all right, into the trivia. So, and these ones I handpicked. Whereas last time I was just reading down a list and deciding on the on the spot which ones were relevant and which weren't. This one I actually picked some good ones out. So, all right. During the party at Play's house, all of the dance sequences were done with no music. So the guy who choreographed uh, the dance scene for Tisha Campbell and um, Chris Martin play. Uh, you know, the whole battle that they had. Yeah. Okay. The toe touch and kicks were actually signature moves for kid and play that had become very popular as backup dancers for salt and Peppa, which I didn't know this. Did you know kid and play were backup dancers for salt and Peppa? I had no idea. Yeah. I guess that's where they kind of got their start. So that's pretty crazy. Um, anyway, it was done all without music. They did that in like silence. So the music was added afterwards. Oh, that was pretty insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, so House Party was originally written for DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, this happened because New Line Cinema won a lawsuit against Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith because of their Nightmare on My Street song. And one of the conditions was that they had to act in a New Line movie. Like, isn't that, isn't that crazy? They're like, oh, we're going to sue you, but we're not going to sue you for money. You have to be in one of our movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, why, why would they expect a good performance after that? Like, I don't, I don't get I, that. I don't know. Maybe that was in the clause. But what's crazy is uh, the director actually did not want to use them. Like, New Line Cinema wanted them to be in the film, originally cast them in the film, and the director was like, nah, not doing it. He didn't want it because it was based on that, like uh, a lawsuit and how they were being forced to. So maybe it's like you said, maybe he just like didn't trust that they would actually give it their all. 
Yeah. And uh, he said based on that alone, he would not put them in the movie. So uh, House Party is considered a cult classic, highlighting the golden age of hip hop music when its culture was centered around parties, fun and consensual affairs rather than drugs, violence and misogyny that came after its predominance in the early to mid 90s. I kind of got that feel from this movie, didn't you? Like, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't was hardcore. Like it was a. Uh, it was yeah. fun. It was light. It was a. Uh, it was nice. Like yeah, there was no drugs. In fact, there was no. Uh, the one guy that drank alcohol at the party, at a house party, was like ridiculed. He's kind of made fun of. Yeah, didn't it say like he was gonna lose brain cells or some shit like from. Yeah. A, a beer? Was it a beer? What do you even drink? I think he was drinking like malt liquor or, you know, beer. It was it was some sort of talking beer. But yeah, it was like they were poking fun at it. And you would expect in fact going into this movie, I didn't remember that it was like that. Where I don't know, I guess I kind of expect expected everyone to be drinking at a house party. But no, it was all about just like dancing and fun. So, I, yeah, I definitely got that from this movie. And I guess that in that era, like late 80s, early 90s, I think hip hop was like that. Like it wasn't there was no gangster rap yet. So it was all like just like fun. Fun and good times. All right. Um, one more tidbit of information. The movie was filmed at Play's real-life house. That was actually his house in L.A. where they filmed the party. That's pretty Man. good. Yeah. All right. Let's get into talking about this thing. Uh, I'm going to try to, instead of how we normally go, like, beat by beat through the whole movie, I figure we just, like, uh, I don't know, pull out some parts that, that, we think need talked about because I don't think we need to go every detail of this movie. Um, but the first thing I wanted to mention was I think that the dad is maybe the best character in the whole movie. What do you think? Yeah, he's, he's, he's totally just basic. He's basically black red foreman. Yeah. It's just no nonsense. He's, he's going to fuck you up and then they do it anyways. And you know, what's coming. Yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me of uh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah, I got that too. I think, uh, but what was cool is, is I think as a kid, if I watched this, I wouldn't see this. But as an adult with kids now, like, he's not a bad dad. He like he, he cares about his kid. Like he just wants him to do right. I don't feel like he's overly harsh. He wants to hang out with his kid. He's like, oh, you're not gonna stay home and uh, watch Dolomite with me. Like he's kind of disappointed. Whereas. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's not just like abusive dad. Like it, as a kid, I would have seen it like, man, he just beats his kid with a belt. Like, but, <laughs> but I actually was like, hey, this guy's not bad. He's not a bad dad. He works hard. You know what I mean? He got, he made sure his kid got up for school in the morning. He rides him about getting good grades, not worrying about girls, focusing on his schoolwork. Oh, pretty good dad. So, and he narrates his fucking life. Like every, every, and, and what did kid do? What did kid do in return? Almost got raped in a holding cell yep. because of his fucking shenanigans. Yes. And it's, see, his dad was trying to save him from that, that kind of life. The coolest thing. Yeah. The coolest thing I liked about the dad is that he never stops talking. He's alone for most of the movie, but he continues talking. Like at the very beginning, he's talking to himself about how hot it was sleeping the night before and how the fan was a piece of shit. Like he, he just kept talking, kept narrating everything. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, what do you think about these bullies? Dude, what the fuck? So you got these two twins yeah. and I'm going to be honest. I never knew there was a time period ever when black people had fucking rat tails. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no clue. I, I'm just—I'm actually relieved 
that I'm not the only one that knew people that had a fucking rat tail and has to be embarrassed about it now. Everybody fucking did that. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just a, like a poor white trash thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad everyone has the same skeleton. That's true. That's true. The rat tail so it was has been embarrassing. It was ridiculous. And then, dude, I hated Pee Wee. I hated his voice. I hated every line that came out of Pee Wee. It I was think, so I think that was the ridiculous. Point. God, I hated Pee Wee so bad. You're going to kick his fucking ass. <laughs> God, dude. Why? Oh, I, man. I don't know, but I don't know who thought of that character. Um, I did do some background info uh, or some research and found out that, uh, and this is probably well known to people who were like lovers of this movie back then, but probably not nowadays. But uh, the three bullies are actually like a rap slash comedy duo i mean trio and um like since way back before that like from the mid 80s and they're still rocking like uh what do you call it like performances and stuff today they still do stuff and they're what are they called wow i wrote it down somewhere but I can't remember, but anyway, they are a trio, and I'm pretty sure they do play like these same bullies in several of these house party movies, and then maybe even in class act. Like I think they're part of that wow. team of guys that are chasing them around in class act. So, oh, please tell me he's not still doing the same line. I'm sure he is. I, I kind of want to watch it now. Maybe when we get to class act, we have to we got to watch class act, but uh. The so the bullies easily look r- near forty, like yeah. they look mid to late thirties. Bodybuilders, <laughs> they're not they're not yeah, kids. It, it was like bodybuilders. Yeah, I and mean, when you saw them sitting in the principal's office, it was just absurd. Yeah, it was well, like a kid himself is, is easily mid twenties, but then seeing that guy in the principal's office, that's just it's like someone's dad came in. To talk about, you know, his son. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, so, the clothes, though. All right, Stab, who is the main the main bully, the guy with the rat tail, who really uh, has it out for kid. Uh, his fucking sweatshirt, dude. We got to talk about the not only the neck cut which was a typical kind of 80s uh, muscle guy thing. But for some odd reason, he had cut diamond shapes out of the biceps of his sweatshirt. So not just cut off the sleeves, but instead cut a hole just in the side so you could see through the sides. There was a diamond, there was a super low neck, and it might have been cut near the belly as well. I'm not, I don't remember. But that was the most uh, insane cut-up shirt I'd ever seen. All right. Yeah, he, he definitely went to work on that thing. All right, so what else? Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so they go to the principal's office. They, the guy the guy says, look, I'm sorry that I hit uh, Mr. So-and-so, or I, or I almost hit Mr. So-and-so in the back of the head with a jello mold, but Stab called my mother a hoe. And I don't play that. Like, I just love the way that kid delivers his lines. Like, they're very middle-class white guy sounding. Yeah. He called my mother a hoe, and I don't play that. And then and then they ask him, why on earth did you call his mother a garden tool? Oh, uh, speaking about the bullies being old as shit. Yeah, so I looked up all the, you know, uh, birthdays of everyone that was in this, and they were all way too old, way too old to be playing high schoolers. So at the time of making this, they were all, everyone except Tisha Campbell, who is Gina uh, from Martin, everyone else in the show was over 25. So they're like, I, I believe like 26 to like 31 years old playing high school kids it's kind of ridiculous it's like it's like a it's maybe worse than like 90210 
and you know what? When I was, you know, when you're a little kid coming up and you watch TV, you're like, man, I'm going to be so big when I'm in high school. Look how old these high school kids are. And then oh yeah, you see high school kids in real life and like, these are children. What the fuck? Yeah. It, and it's <laughs> even worse when you become older than the children in high school. Yeah. Like when I see them now. It, what's, what's really crazy is you ever watch these old movies and you're looking at these people who clearly when they acted in this movie were way younger than you. Do you still kind of feel like they're yeah. older than you? When you're watching Yeah, because I don't know. Because you sort of revert back to when you watched it the first time. Yeah, yeah. You still you still feel like a kid watching older people. Like, it's it's really weird. Yeah. I've always felt like that. Like, people who were older than me at a certain time will always seem older than me. Uh, if I went back and watched, like, uh, Power Rangers or, or, like, Saved by the Bell, they still seemed older than me. They, when I watch it now, I feel like I'm watching older high school kids, and I'm, I'm watching children that are less than half my age. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, God, weird. Okay, now this is something I wanted to point out, and it's kind of like it goes throughout the movie. So I don't know if you caught this, but at the at the beginning of the movie, Play is inviting the two girls to his party. And he reminds them. He's like, you know, it starts at 1030. So so be there, right? 1030, he says. And then later, kid promises his dad he'll be home before curfew, which is what time, Justin? Um, He's like, if you let me go to this party. O'clock? Yeah, he says, if you let me go to this party, I promise I'll be home before curfew. 11 o'clock. That's his curfew. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, further in the movie, all this crazy shit happens, right? The party uh, happens. The party ends. Kid ends up in jail and is likely there for several hours before they can come bail him out, right? Yeah. On the way home, Play is talking about making it home in time to watch The Late Show. So apparently he had about a 45-minute party, wrapped that up, kid went to jail, they went and bailed kid out by like midnight, everyone got back home by what, 1 a.m.? But the party started yeah. <laughs> The party started at 10.30, this is not the lamest party you've ever heard of? I don't know. I never got to go to a fucking 1990 house party. Well, apparently it only lasted about 30 to 40 minutes. Like, even when they're leaving the party, kid tells one of the girls he's walking home with, he's like, yeah, I'm supposed to be home at 11. And then she's like, 11? And he's like, well, I mean, 11.15, maybe 11.30. But it's like, well, damn, the party started at 10.30. These girls are already tired and ready to get home. It's crazy. That one dude's drunk off his ass. In like a half an hour. I just saying the timeline doesn't fit. I'm I'm going too far on this timeline, but it doesn't it doesn't work out. So, uh, cops, the racist cops. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I mean, wasn't that like free Rodney King, and that was like in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. I guess they called it, didn't they? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. They they were racist. I, I feel like though they they were still like light, like racist light. Like they could have yeah. been way worse. Yeah, I mean, there was no like real heavy anything in this. Yeah. Oh, even even like the sex scene got stopped because he didn't have a rubber. So I mean, yeah, it was even even when it was when it was crazy, it was still better than other movies yeah it's still lighthearted. like i could almost let my kids watch this that maybe in a couple of years i'd be like yeah, yeah go ahead because yeah it, no, nothing gets too bad and it's like if that's the kind of party my kids are going to go to I, i'm good with that a party that starts at 10 30 it's over by 11 15 there's no drinking i'm good uh so the cops the cops the first encounter that kid has with the cops, the guy just yells out the window, hey, eraser head. 
And then <laughs> while they're interrogating him, the other cop goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, oh no, we're out of donuts. <laughs> and then the other cop goes, oh Jesus. And then he's like, we got to go. And that's it. They just, He's so distraught by yeah. running out of donuts. I mean, I don't know. It's common knowledge that cops run and off of donuts. Yeah, it's as soon as they run out of donuts, yeah, it's the they're done. Donuts, donuts trope. But I just thought it was hilarious that the guy said, oh, Jesus. Like, he was seriously fucked up when they ran out of donuts. All right. Moving on. Is there anything you want to bring up here? I'm, like, kind of just ripping through it. Um, no, we can start doing lists. Uh, the, 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 the category? The superlative, the superlatives list. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I'll move a couple more scenes here. All right. Two of the most random scenes ever randomly thrown into this movie. The big fat guy having sex in front of the window. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good one. That caught me off guard. Yeah, that, okay, that was probably the most uh, hardcore scene of the whole movie, and it was just fucking random. It didn't even have to be there. Oh yeah, it was raunchiest scene for sure. And I love that. I love that he just he gets his gun right in the middle of it. He just he he notices the kids peering in the window, gets his gun, starts shooting at them. Okay, another random scene is after that when when kids running from the bullies. He just randomly crashes a party that is being DJed by George Clinton, and it's a bunch of like rich folks. And he decides he's just going to perform, perform there in front of the rich folks. I have no idea why he would do that. Like, how is that helping him hide from the bullies? I, I don't know. Um, maybe he thought they couldn't attack him if he were performing. Maybe wouldn't, they wouldn't do it in wouldn't front of everybody. Maybe? Yeah. Um, and then one more thing I had to bring up, uh, two things, two things. First of all, uh, when the bullies come to the party, they show up, they knock on the door and they can't get in. They won't let them into the party. Right. So what does Fab decide yeah. to do? Burn the goddamn house. He's going to burn the motherfucker down full of people. He's just going to murder like a hundred people. <laughs> the drop of a dime. Dude. Even the other bullies are like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Dude, but his nickname is Stab. What the <laughs> fuck has he done to earn that nickname? Yeah, no, got to live up to the name, man. All right. Um, <clears throat> another thing, kid. Also, while running, I think they planned this like to to put the most random shit they could into the running away from bully scene. Whether at one point. A uh, kid runs through a funeral, and I'm just wondering what funeral. Have you ever been to a funeral that's held in the middle of the night, 10:30 no. at night? They're having a viewing. Ridiculous. Yeah, th th that was really that was really weird. Ridiculous. All right, so my my conclusions here is that nothing of real consequence happens in this movie. The party happens. They meet girls. They have a dance off and a rap off which is fantastic, the best part of the movie. And it was just like a fun movie. There's nothing too serious, no dire consequences. Um, you know, even with the ending, with like, like the worst thing that can happen in this movie is that he gets grounded and gets his ass whooped by his dad, which ends up happening. Um, yeah, like there was, no, there was no lessons learned. There was no moral to the story. Nope. It was just fun. Yep, was it. it was fun. Um, was this the first post-credits movie, you think? Oh, shit. There was post-credits? Uh, I don't know if it was really post-credits. Well, yeah. I mean, did you turn it off right when the credits started rolling? Yeah, it was super late when I watched oh, it. Oh, so damn, I, dude. I okay. So, do, uh, I'll, just, I'll just give you the rundown. Do you, know, do you remember how the movie started? Which is uh, the way a lot of movies started in that era, which they actually had an intro. So it was really cool. It was so, just a yeah. camera moving up like a set of steps and into a house, right? And it was just like uh, mm -hmm. 
a, a party song playing, and every time the bass hit, the camera shook. Like, it was a pretty cool effect. And it went up through the house, all the way to the roof, and they had blown the roof off the house, literally, right? Wow. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, that was the, okay. So the opening credit scene, that's what it is. It's like the credits are rolling and there's music playing. It goes through a house full of people. And then it shows the roof blow off of the house. Okay. And then it jumps. Okay. Into okay. The, you know what? No, uh, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it jumps into the movie. Okay. Post credit scene. <laughs> Post credit scene. The cops walk. Out, it, it cuts to the cops, right? Let's catch up yeah. with these cops and see how their night is ending. They're walking out of the police station. They're about to head home. They're walking to their vehicles. One of them looks up and goes, the hell is that? And they get crushed to death by the roof of the house. That's wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking wacky. That's like airplane level wacky. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it takes. Like naked gun wacky. Yeah. All right. Okay. What do you got for for the categories, Justin? All right. Let me let me see. All right. So my what the fuck moment. What the fuck moment. My what the fuck moment is. So, kid was almost raped in jail. He had been in jail for ten minutes. Yeah. And so not only is the trope that people get raped in jail. It's usually people get raped in prison. This was normal jail, but not even real jail. Kid almost got raped instantly in a fucking holding cell after being there for a very short amount of time. Yeah, in the drunk tank. Yep. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, this is a thing that I think uh, a lot of people make jokes about jail, right? About, like, getting ass raped. And a lot of people will say it about jail. And, And I... Every time someone does, I'm like, you're ridiculous. People don't get raped in county jail, okay? I, 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 people get raped in prison by people who are going to be there for years and years. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, if I went to jail for a DUI or whatever, like, you know, if I got arrested on a disorderly and put in the county jail, I'm not getting butt raped. It's not happening. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's just a common, like, funny that people people say about that but yeah there's no fucking way there's no way he's getting and not even that everyone in there wanted to rape him everyone yeah it was like 99 rapists versus him Mm -hmm. oh and also the people that were in there with him murderers mostly murderers and a preschool teacher but one guy who beat the cops uh to death or something with his own nightstick these people aren't sitting yeah. in county jail in a holding cell. Ridiculous. All right, what's the next? Do you have all the categories there? Because I don't have them written down here. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So um, the next, I, next well, I would say my see. my what the fuck moment would, would have to be that post credit scene, the the roof oh, okay. crushing the cops. But it, I mean, it definitely caught me off guard because no way did I think the opening credit scene was going to come back. Ridiculous. It, it was, I, I didn't expect it at all. All right. Next category. Okay. Um, I just have to say one un, completely unrelated thing about how a movie opening and a movie closing and it being hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. The movie overall, I did not enjoy, but do you remember dumb and dumber? Or? Yes. So the beginning of that movie, it was like, I can't remember which one, one of them being born. So it was like vagina cam, fucking baby comes into the world. Wait a minute. Was this? So that was like. This isn't Dumb and Dumber 2, right? This is the one with the younger. Yeah, the younger one. Okay. So so that that was the opening scene. It was like vagina cam, baby born, right? Mm -hmm. The final scene is them walking down the street. And the fucking vagina cam closes. What? <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, you would miss it, if, uh, but it all clicked. At that point, you're like, what the fuck? They, no. They, they stole it from House Party. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. Oh, wow. 
start. <laughs> wow. Okay. But anyway, all right. So the so dated part is no that kind of so dated. Is that bully's fucking rat tail? What the shit? Could not believe that. Well, yeah, you you got to discover that black people also had rat tails. Yeah. That's good to yeah, know. Yeah, I, I really did. That's good to know. Taking it back. I was like, what? You know, it brings everybody even a little closer. We still got like the same Everybody fucking sucks. That, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say mine, my so dated is when the neighbor of the house party is calling the cops and he needs to inform the police that he paid $15,000 for his house. Oh man, in LA. Yeah. Holy I don't care where in LA. Room like, for that in LA. Yeah, and I, I think it was it looked like a suburb. It wasn't a bad area. Yeah. He wasn't in the projects. Like, but yeah, he was uh he was adamant that he, he first he told his wife, he's like, I'll be fifteen thousand dollars for this goddamn house. And then when he calls nine one one, he not only do they put him on hold first, but when he finally does get to talk to a dispatcher, he lets them know that he Paid fifteen thousand dollars for his house, and that's important. So, yeah, just the price uh, of his house got to be the so dated for me. Jesus, that's crazy. Yep. Next. Ancient tech, and my ancient tech is that I can't remember his name in the movie, but Martin brought. Several fucking boxes of records. Yep. Now, do you, do you think that was to play the records? I think that was to. He was he was a DJ. Yeah. He had to spin the records. He had to scratch the records. Well, I know, but they have the digital ones now. Oh yeah, I guess. And you didn't need fucking. Yeah. You don't have to use everything digital records. You're right. Like DJs now, they just have like a soundboard and shit. They don't need to use actual records to spin. Yeah. And yeah. they have they have a little table that they can do get the same effect. Right. Um. Uh, shit. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have one. Then. What else happened in this damn thing that would, that would be technology? Um, the cars and shit. I I don't. There wasn't a lot of like besides the neighbor using the phone. Wasn't a lot of phone usage. Uh, well, the fact I, that nobody had a cell phone, you just didn't know where people were half the fucking time. Right. I, I think, man, I guess the school. How would a school notify someone nowadays if their kid was like acting up? I, mean, I guess it'd be a cell uh, phone. You'd probably like you know you'd probably get a text or something. It'd be instant. You'd for sure get an email first. Yeah, and it'd be pretty instant. You know what I mean? It, okay, so yeah. for one, he, he's got a house phone. And so one of his ideas to avoid his dad finding out about him getting a pink slip at school was to leave the phone off the hook, which that's not a thing anymore. Can't yeah. leave the phone off the hook. But then also... They didn't have an actual answering machine hooked up, so there's no voicemail. Yep. And then also... uh. He was either worried about that, the phone call coming through, or, oh, and his dad told him, like, you can't, don't hold up the line because I'm waiting on a, a call for overtime. So there's no call waiting. And then if it wasn't a phone call, it was going to be mail delivery was going to bring the pink slip to the house, notify his dad. So, oh, that that's pretty dated shit. I can't think of anything else. Dude, and also... There was going to be a pink slip from that day at school. Oh, yeah, no, that's fast. Same day delivery? <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's, in, in 1990? That's crazy. There's That'd be at like, least a week out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is in 1990 dollars. That's some premium postage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Category. Next category. Best dressed. Mine's got to be Gina's fucking jumper thing at the dance. Oh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Her and uh, I don't remember the other girl's name. But yeah, they both had on one-piece outfits. 
ridiculous. Uh, I got to go with Stab's shirt. Stab takes the cake. I, I do like, I do like Play's suit that he wears to his party. He wears a, a full-on teal suit, like teal and white, I think, or teal and black. I don't know, but it, he wears a fucking suit to his party. Oh, it's pretty. Uh, what do you call it? De- uh, d- dope. Pretty deaf. So, and then, but no, Stab's shirt, I think, is 100% my best dressed. I'm thinking of making one of those. I have an old sweatshirt. I, just to make you laugh, I'm, I'm going to, like, cut the neck out, cut the biceps out, and I'm going to send you that photo. <laughs> I'm going to send you Dude, that photo. You, you got to get, like, a fake, you got to get a fake fucking rat tail and put that bitch in. Noted. <laughs> all right. is, is that all our categories? Yeah, Do we have another one? line and cheesiest line and it's gotta be kick his fucking ass. Uh, it's gotta be. Your favorite? The thing is uh, is that yeah. kick his fucking ass in any other context would not be cheesy. Like if some other doing if some other bully in a movie was like, Hey, let's kick his fucking ass like you <laughs> would you wouldn't think twice about it. <laughs> that guy's over the fucking uh, top. Yeah, the delivery was just so obnoxious. Now, I didn't get this exact quote, but I wish I would have written it down. But do you remember when they're in the Jeep and they're driving around and they're looking for Kid throughout the neighborhood? And the guy starts talking about how much he hates Kid. Like, Stab's talking about how much he hates Kid. And he's like, sometimes when he's getting down with his girl... And like he's about to wax that ass, <laughs> and like he all then all he can all he can think of is the kid's face, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> so I don't yeah, know the exact line, but real that, was, issues. that was great. That was great. All right, that it for the categories. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, our rating system works like this. If it's one of the greatest movies we've ever seen, or at least from that era, uh, it's a Jerry. And if it's a really good movie, um, one of the best, but not up there with the greatest, it's a Rod, a Rod Kidwell. And if it's just okay, it's a Kush. If it is a little bit past okay, you know, it's starting to get into shitty territory, we call it an Avery. And if it's a real piece of trash, it's a Bob Sugar. So, Justin, all the stuff you told me about this movie, where are you putting it? Uh, I'm Kush. Kush? For me, it's a Kush. I mean, there's nothing other than the guy's cheesy line. I mean, nothing really bothered me. You know, I get it. it was just a fun movie. It's cool. Okay. Well, this movie, it it brought me back to feeling good, like 90s feel-good shit, shit that you could just watch. This is going to be the first movie that I rate above a Kush, above an Avery even. Like our first two movies, I think were both Averys for me, so... I think it's going to be a Tidwell. Tidwell for me. I, I really enjoyed watching it, and I would watch it again. If it's on again, I'd watch it. In fact, I watched it twice for this because it's been so long since we did the episode. I wanted to refresh, so I watched it again, and I was fine with it. And I, like I said, I'd watch it again. I kind of want to watch the other ones now. Like, I want to watch the other Kid and Play movies. Not the greatest thing ever. It's not an epic film. It's not going to win any awards, but... I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed that it didn't need to be like gritty and have like, I don't know. It had profanity, right? So it was like adult enough. It had uh, sexual scenes, uh, had a little violence, but nothing too crazy and and raunchy. I, I just felt good watching it. Nothing made me feel bad about it. So definitely a tidwell for me. 
All right. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, I feel like I'm going to like class act more. So maybe we'll get that worked in. I yeah. guess it's going to depend, depend on the competition that it's facing at that time. Yeah, I feel I almost feel like we owe it, not not to listeners or anything, but like to ourselves to to watch Class Act now. I like I kind of want to go watch it, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and see if we can watch it for the podcast whenever we get there. I don't even know what year it came out ninety three, ninety four, something like that. So, uh, yeah. So are, well, are we committed to the next one, the one we talked about? I think so. You, so you want to talk about it? Uh, the next movie that we're most likely at this point going to review is a movie from uh, April 1990 called, what is it, Class of 1999? Yes. And the synopsis sounds absolutely batshit. Yep. It's just in, in the distant future of 1999, I, I guess. Naturally, yep. Teachers are robots. And the robot teachers go crazy. That it sounds right up our alley, and n- neither one of us have seen it. So I, I think it's going to be fun. Like all these movies we watched so far, we had seen before. This will be the first time we're diving into something we've never seen. So I feel like it could be and, and the, a lot of fun. Cast looks like full full B movie actors. So I mean, it's it's going to be a fucking train wreck, and I can't wait. Yep, <laughs> me too. I sometimes I feel like the worse they are, the more potential they have to be a fun review. But like, I mean, what are we going to do when, when we review something like Forrest Gump or Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. And it was a boring podcast. I'd be like, yeah, hey, remember that the thing? Remember how great it was? Yeah, it was awesome. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks everyone so much for listening. And, if you have it in your heart to go and rate the podcast, please do so because it really helps the podcast grow. Um, you can leave us ratings and reviews on any of the podcast apps that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, we also have a listener line. If you want to call in, it's six, six, two pod nerd, leave us questions or comments, uh, suggestions for future episodes. We have an email. It's uh ambassadors at gmail.com. And what else? I think that's it. Uh, Thanks again for listening. And remember that other podcasts may have the coin, but they will never have the quan. A-Y, just here to say hi, asking you, may I tell you about the day I picked up a microphone, a pad, and a pen. The legend of the tramp begins, the party host with the most, giving you a dose, see? Leaving instructions, so listen closely, two lines form, and make sure you step soon. Fellas at the back door, girls by the bedroom. The name is Play, don't dare play me cheap. The microphone is a boom, and I'ma sweep you off your feet with feelings that you never felt. Another notch in the belt There's no secret I like to freak with the best of them Then head to the stage in a test of men And when it's done and said and said and done Play's gonna be the victorious one Yeah, don't man <laughs> Yeah, I know Man, give me that mic Oh, you want some of this? Yo, it's my turn Yeah, go for yours Anything you can do, I can do better I can do anything better than you No, you can't Yes, I can No, you can't Yes, I can No, you can't Yes, I can Yes, I can I'm never fessing, possessing the tools that it takes to rock I think it's time for the new kid on the block With a style that's wild yet so unique I can't be stopped from reaching my peak Because giving my all at all That's how I gotta live, it's my prerogative So you know I gotta give more for the dance floor And I'll make your brain sore, kids revving and buzzing Just like a chainsaw I'm gonna say damn man, that kid he's a grand man Cause I bust a handstand on American bandstand With these I please with ease and make your mind freeze Straight out the 80s, right into the 90s Giving you the highs and lows like a drama And if the mic's got juice, you know I'ma keep wailing You know I have it staring a while Because the kid's much more than hair and a smile <laughs> There it is, the hype shit Oh, I see Think you all that now? Yeah.
up, and then some. All right, bust it. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can, boy. It's my party, and I rhyme if I want to. Be careful, and don't you step to the front to kiss. Because I'm a dismiss with a death kiss. And make you sorry that you ever stepped to this microphone wizard. So come on, place your bet. Is it going to be me or erase ahead? Why put your money on a sorry old poor thing when you can get behind a sure thing? And that's me, the capital P on the high tip. One false move and you'll get your ass whipped. Just tell me how the rhymes and the cut sound. You won't start feeling the pain to your touch ground. Boy, you're going way out. I'm ready to serve you. If you can stay out past your pop's curfew, look at him. Already it has been. Let Uncle Play say a rhyme that'll tuck your ass in. Huh. Am I paid or what? Man, you live in some kind of crowd. Crazy. Alright, two can play this game. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Once again, the boy don't smoke about what he wanna be. But it isn't, it wasn't, and it ain't never gonna be possible. Cause I got lots of pull. And when you rhyme, boo, there's lots of pull. When it comes time to step to a mic, I don't sit around. Play, you know I don't kid around. So come with it, boy. Don't even hide your best. Cause kids fell back was described your best. Look around, watch the people clap hands in unity. As the momentum swings from you to me. You issue the challenge, yeah, you threw it up. Step to the stage, too late, I blew it up. The knowledge to build, just filled with excellence. You heard the rhymes, you've been petrol ever since. There's no Missing the words that I laid out. You didn't play, you just got played out. Mm-hmm.